0: then i think you're wrong <laughs> i think I, you're wrong oh wow i could i couldn't disagree more
1: <laughs> episode number 39 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the Admiral of April, the boy wonder of wall calendars, the Cape Crusader of Crystal Wards. That's right, kids, the one and only Kirby Hossam. And Kirby, how the heck are you today? Doing well, doing well. Just, uh, you know,
0: I think like a lot of folks, I'm I'm getting into spring and, and, you know, getting into warmer weather and later sunsets and all that sort of thing. So that all of those
1: things bring me joy. So I'm doing well. How about you? Well, you deliver marketing joy. I'm glad that things deliver joy to you. I'm doing great. Um, I'm, I'm glad it's April. It feels like, you know, time is really marching along faster than any of us want. It's final four weekend. So uh, that should be a good time if, if you're into that thing. But you know what else is a good time, Kirby? What's that, Bill? You know, it's whittling away the time when the birds are chirping, the leaves are sprouting. You're just (laughs) on your phone scrolling through that awesome Promo Pulse app, which you're showing right now if you're watching on the video screen. It's the greatest place in the promotional products industry to get your ideas, your inspiration, and your information. We've talked about it before. Head over to your local app store. You got to download it. It's free. It's easy to use. There's so many great, great features. I think my favorite one these days is that Alexa-enabled app, Kirby where you can just talk to your Amazon uh, Alexa-enabled device, and you can get podcasts, you can get news, you can get all sorts of things. And I know you use it as well. I love the Promo Pulse app. And again, so in the other piece, it's like
0: you've got the app, but then they also deliver extra value with uh, daily emails, which it, it, when I first signed up for this, I was like, I, I don't know that I would have been excited about that because gosh, we get a lot of emails. But again, same concept. It's all curated with a bunch of the, the people I follow. all in one place. So it's like you got the app, you got emails, and it puts it all as a customized experience just for me. And so I love that.
1: It's stuff you want. It's stuff you're asking for, and it's awesome. And we've talked about this before, but it bears repeating. I know you and I know this, but distributor companies can now have their own private groups natively within the Promo Pulse app and get an embeddable web feed of content for their preferred suppliers. So cool. I know you're using it. Other trailblazing organizations like Facilis Group, American Solutions for Business, Halo, AIM, a slew of regionals are also making use of this. A slew, if you will. (laughs) Um, So you want to learn more, head over to promopulse.io slash Groups. You're not going to be sorry you did. They really, again, Always innovating, always adding extra value. Jason Noakes is uh, really doing a great job over there. So thank you to them for sponsoring this platinum level broadcast. Now Kirby, we're at the time now. You have the promo upfront portion of this broadcast. You're going to tell us something. I don't know what you're going to tell us. Yeah. You're you're kicking you're kicking us off today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I th- I think the the thing that this is this is promo related, but it's also just marketing related. If that makes any sense, I, yeah. I've seen some. Um, th- there was a great story the other day and I'm going to get some of the details wrong. So if somebody wants to pump, jump in and uh, correct me, but one uh, distributor and a uh, partner that gave out 7,000 t-shirts
1: mm-hmm. to uh,
0: promote people getting vac- vaccinated. So it was, yep. it is a great example of what I say all the time that promo is something that affects human behavior, right? Yeah, And no so, question. But I also saw a few others and I wanted to share a couple with you and I wanted to okay. get your take on it. So- all um, right. You don't always think of Krispy Kreme as the health uh organization. But, you don't. but they are um doing anybody who shows a vaccine card um participating at a Krispy Kreme gets a free mm-hmm. glazed donut. So you come okay. in, you get a free glazed donut. Best part, the offer is valid till the end of 2021. So
1: nice. A vaccinated
0: vaccinated person could literally walk in there and get a uh, a donut for like 280 days.
1: So I can bring, I can bring, I can bring my vaccine card right there and get myself a free donut and get right on the road to diabetes. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So the other one that I just wanted to bring up is a brewery in Cleveland
0: Mm -hmm. is offering 10 cent beers to the first 2021, 2021 people who show proof of vaccination. It's called the beer in a shot program. Mm -hmm. So, I, I I absolutely love these sort of creative um, marketing concepts. And I, I didn't know, um, you know, I'll be curious to see more and more of those. I actually, um, we're going to do something with ours. I actually just printed a t-shirt today, uh, educated, caffeinated, and vaccinated. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with these t-shirts, but I have a feeling we'll end up uh, giving those out too. So
1: it's kind of fun. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's great. You know, and, and again, it's one of those things that underscores our industry and in how, the value of promotional merchandise is far beyond the actual product itself it's the meaning behind the product it's not just the messaging it's the intent of the messaging yeah. and i love that uh, you know you've done the t-shirts i know the i think the uh, distributor you were talking about that distributed 7000 t-shirts was in yeah. atlanta if i could yeah. memory serves me correctly that's amazing um, 7000 t-shirts is a that's a commitment yeah, I think there's an obvious and there's a lot of tie-ins there, you know with with promo. So I think that's a that's a really cool thing. Um, so I, I love it. and we and and um, you know, I'd be very curious to see as the vaccines roll along if there's other people that get involved and do some promotional product related. yeah, and and if so, like if there's really cool programs
0: uh, out there, by all means, throw them in the comments below because i I am totally. I've been fascinated by following along yeah.
1: on those. So cool, man. Me too. Well, I don't know if you saw this, Kirby. Uh, our friend Chris Ruvo over at ASI, Advertising Specialty Institute, wrote a really cool article about the supply chain issues for promo. Did you see this? I did. I, 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 I skimmed it, yes. Yeah, well, so we're sitting here. It's April 2nd as this podcast drops, and there's still not enough shipping capacity or even shipping containers to accommodate demand. Right. So the higher... It's meaning higher prices for shipping and ocean cargo costs aren't up an average sixty seven percent from the same time last year. Get and that's best case. Yeah. By the way, some people are getting quotes as high as two hundred and fifty percent over last year. Well, oh, and it's just getting worse because of the. the again, I'm not going to do this justice wh- yeah.
0: either. But there was a giant. A uh, freighter that got, um, it's stuck in the Suez canal. Yeah, exactly. And, and they, that's holding people up and they're talking about sending people literally around
1: Africa to try and get things going. Correct. So it, it is not, it's, that is not going to get better soon. Yeah. So, so not, so that that's part of it. So the other part of the supply chain or the delivery is long, there's longer wait. So there's delays of 45 to 60 days in the port, uh, the port of LA for mm-hmm. incoming, uh, goods. And then the dollar has dropped seven, seven and a half percent against the Chinese yuan uh, resulting in price increases of five to 10%. So we're really looking at kind of a pivotal moment because so many people started getting more things shipped because of the pandemic. I mean, this is really a result of the pandemic. This is a fallout of that because everybody's getting things delivered by Amazon and so on and so forth. Right. It's going to be very interesting how we have those conversations with our customers because the price of promo is going to go up. And I know we kind of, have these type of conversations often, Mm -hmm. but it's time to talk to your clients now about what's happening in the supply chain. And this supply chain thing, it's a global issue. It's not just promotional products related. It affects the promotional products industry, but it is a global issue. And if you're not taking the time to talk to your clients about it and let them know, these are things that are happening, not raising your prices right now, but I may be forced to, please understand. Right. It's one of those things that drives and builds loyalty. And I know you do that with your clients. I do. Um, but this is, again, it's so funny. This is an evolving story.
0: So <clears throat> this is a conversation I haven't really had. And one of the ways I like to do it, because it's always just like, when we first started talking about issues like this, whether it was tariffs, whether it was whatever, yep. <clears throat> my it, my challenge was, okay, so do I schedule a meeting to get on and go, hey, in six months, I'm going to increase your prices or whatever. Right. Now, obviously, if you can do it in the course of a conversation, that's, that's exactly. the best. Right? That's ideal. <laughs> but one of the ways that I've done it is to um, write sort of a blog post about it. Yep. So that, the, A, it gives me a chance to really think out what I want to say rather than me mm-hmm. just blabbering on like I'm doing now. But uh, it gives me a chance to think through what I want to say. But then it gives me a format to you know, I'm going to email it to, to people. I'm going to put it in my signature. I'm going to, hey, this is just something that's going on. And then it becomes another touch, but another touch when I'm not trying to sell them something. Correct. And for whatever reason, that feels more organic to me, That just, I just think, me.
1: No, I, I actually agree with that approach. I think, well, first of all, it establishes you very quietly and, and thoughtfully as a subject matter expert. Hey, I pay attention to my industry and what's going on and how it's going to affect my clients. I I, I agree. You don't call them up. So when I say have a conversation with yeah. your clients, that's a very broad statement. I wouldn't suggest anybody call them up. Hey man, we got some shipping problems. Your price <laughs> is going to be going up. Um, but I do think it's, you know, if you, ha- if you're having a conversation and, and, and they're talking about, well, we have a project that's about five months down the road. That's a great opportunity to bring it up organ- organically, yeah. writing a blog or, even just sending an email, I just wanted to keep you with, you know posted what's going on with, with shipping in you know the global supply chain. If yeah. you're not aware, these things are happening, and you should know that. There's different ways to touch them and touch them appropriately so that they don't feel like they're being sold to all the time. Yeah. Well, and again, I, I think, in, and it's not just the supply, you know, the price of promotional products is
0: going up. The price of shipping has been going up, too. And I think yeah. that people understand that I mean gosh if you're purchasing yeah. anything you understand that sure um, but you having that conversation with folks does allow them to go oh yeah that too right like right again put as you said well, just the, make you the yourself is. the expert
1: yeah the raw is you're, everything's going up and and so' you're, you're about to have to hit your customers with uh, price increases potentially or eat eat that uh eat the profit but you know what I I hope you never have to eat kirby <laughs> what's that bill That's my promotional product this week because it is not edible. It is a non-edible promotional product. So this is something very near and dear to me. This is something every time I travel, it goes with me. This is my favorite thing out on the back forty. It is the House of Marley No Bounds portable Bluetooth speaker from our good pals over at Koozie Group. Used to be Bit Graphic. It's number three two three zero zero. What I love about this, it it the sound rivals Bose. It's from House of Marley. Got this little Jamaican colored flag on on the side, nice. and it it has a great imprinting area on the bottom with this cork. You see the old Bit Graphic logo right there. But the sound on this thing, and it lays flat, so it vibrates against whatever surface you have it on. It is so rich and so loud the battery life on this thing's probably i think nine or ten hours it's amazing i absolutely i am i have two things in the industry i'm a junkie about backpacks bluetooth speakers and this is my absolute favorite bluetooth speaker these days the house of Marley no bounds portable bluetooth speaker number 32300 from koozie group
0: i dig it that's awesome man
1: Yes. all right kirby so it's now my turn for a topic or yours i can't remember oh it's your turn
0: yeah i think it's mine why don't
1: you you give us a
0: topic kirby all right so this is something that uh i actually had this conversation the other day and i feel like it's something in the content creator world that i don't like people don't always agree with me on this so i'll be curious to see what you think okay and the question really is is reposting content okay i think there is a a little bit of a I'll, I'll sort of give you my take, and then feel free to push back. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's this idea that once you put a blog post out there, that it is somehow intellectually disingenuous if you if you put it out again. And um, I think that's wrong. I, I actually think it's totally fine if it is evergreen content. Obviously, if you're writing a post about March Madness, po- you know, posting it again in August doesn't make sense because it's a timely piece. But I think mm-hmm. there's a ton of um, you know, pieces that you write because you are writing to the promotional products industry about sales that are evergreen. And mm-hmm. I think we get hung up on whether or not it's okay to repost those. I say it 100% is okay to repost
1: them. What say you, Bill? So yes, but with a couple qualifiers. I, okay. I tend to agree with you. I used to not, but mm-hmm. now I do. Um, I think you have to give it the, the original post, time to breathe. The original content needs time to breathe. So I if I have a blog that I wrote 18 months ago, let's say that I really like and I think I'd, I'd like to reshare, I probably think that's too soon. I think after about two or three years, it's fine because people who read my stuff have changed, the audience has evolved and I might be able to add some new wrinkles to it. So I I never take an old post and just cut and paste it and say, here's a post. I always tweak it. I always update it because I, again, it's a, I, I, it's like a website to me. Those are living, breathing things. And so what I wrote maybe three years ago about a specific topic, 90% of it may apply, but there's might be some changes I need to make to update it. So um, in principle, I agree with you, but I think it needs to have some breathing room and some time to exist on its own before reposting. So here's why I don't agree. Um, so 18 months to me, fine. I,
0: it, the same people don't read my blog every week. Like literally the same people don't watch our podcasts every week. I think that it's right. a little bit, I would say it's like a little bit of hubris and a little bit of insecurity. There's the insecurity mm-hmm. that says, well, I don't want to look like a fraud. Cause I like, I'm trying oh. to pass this off. And then I think there's the hubris that suddenly when I put out a post, everyone stops their shit and they come and read my things. I think right. our audience evolves every day. And so, so a lot of the times And and the algorithm tells us what, 5% of people sort of Mm -hmm. organically see it. Now, sometimes there's higher, but to me, it's like, if they saw it already, they'll scroll right by. And by the way, I'm actually, like I'll give you a super quick example. Like I did a blog post about five lessons that I learned from Garth Brooks. I went to a concert. Okay. I reposted that originally because I reread it and was like, still stands. I didn't change a thing. I didn't copy Mm -hmm. it. I literally posted the original link. Right. So it wasn't. I'm not passing it off as new content. This is just. That, I think
1: still appropriate. So that's that's what my take. That I get. I, so I understand that mm-hmm. you're posting a link to a previously posted blog. That that's different. Um, I'm going to push back on you a little bit though. So my struggle sometimes with repu- repurposing old content. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's neither hubris nor insecurity. It's the fact that I have. I might have something else to say. Sure. And so I might have to, you know, I, I want and to to me, make that's sure a new that blog though. To me, that's that, a new that, blog.
0: And I think that's the, the you keep saying you, and I, this is a, this is a very interesting piece of semantics to me. Yep. You use the word repurpose. I'm not, yep. I'm using mm-hmm. the word repost. Then I think you're wrong.
1: <laughs> I think
0: I, you're wrong. Oh, wow. I, could, I couldn't disagree more. Like, yeah, I, because, I will, and I will continue to do it. If I think it is
1: evergreen content that somebody can get value from, I will do it. I will do it, but in different ways. Like I'll refer, like a lot of times. Here's how I'll 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 point to an old blog with a link in a new blog. But I very I don't think I would ever feel real comfortable repurpose or reposting an original blog without any. Do you watch commercials over and over again? No, I don't watch commercials at all, Kirby. I've given that up. (laughs) Yeah, that's horseshit, and you know it. I don't. I watch Netflix. I well, for the most part. I hear what you're saying. I understand. Yeah. I think I, it's a thing we got to get point. over. I think it's a thing I, I, we got to get over. I don't think it's a thing. I, I don't. I mean, that's your thing. That's mm-hmm. fine. I it, it is not paralyzed me. It's not like I sit okay. here and go, man. I gotta. Can I repost that? I don't If I felt like it, I do. Like yeah. I said, if there's an old post, like I know there's. I can think of like five right now of posts that I really love that I would like to repost, but I will post it as new content with some changes to it, okay. with updating. Okay. I think you just caused yourself a bunch of work, and you could have just reposted <laughs> Well, some of us like to work, Kirby. All right. Um, <laughs> hey, Kirby, you like Chipotle? I do, actually. Do you have a Chipotle there in Coshocton?
0: We do not. I have to drive uh, 35 minutes to go get it, but, I, but I do on a regular basis because I like it a lot.
1: That's unfortunate, but... I know you like Chipotle, and we've talked about how quick service restaurants have really been slaying it in promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chipotle has a great one here. I've got to share this with you. So they've done a great collaboration between them, between Chipotle and Elf Beauty, uh, their makeup company. They have released an eyeshadow palette. It was $16, uh, and it sold out like that. That's a snap of the fingers. Like that, right? Sold out. And it features shades like mild salsa, pinto beans, lettuce, and fajitas. It comes with a face sponge beauty blender in the shape of an avocado lip gloss and a makeup bag. I think this stuff's just so absolute genius how it started off as the quick service restaurants doing it on their own. Now they're finding ways to collaborate with other brands way outside of their normal zone. And I love that. Oh, dude, this is, and it's funny, because I, I
0: did see this headline, I I, and yeah. I didn't dig into it. But the idea that you, I've seen other folks do the thing where you call yeah. a color, and you tie it to what the, you know, the mild right salsa or whatever. Yeah, I think that's super fun. And Me if it, and now, you know, I, I didn't get the palette. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll have to check to see if my daughter did, because she's into that yeah. kind of stuff. But okay, um, anytime that you can kind of combine something that's trendy with your brand, I think. that's, yeah. And and the and clearly, it's funny because we always talk about this. We actually had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, where mm-hmm. they ran out of a T-shirt or something, and mm-hmm. we were talking about, well, gosh, they should have planned better. And I, I was like, I, I disagree. I think the idea that they sold out like that yeah. is actually something to say that it was successful.
1: I'm about to say they planned it that way. Yeah, they, yeah. They, There's a whole, you know, there's a whole industry, a cottage industry of intentionally creating scarcity a shortage yeah. yeah absolutely yeah well That's i thought fun. it'd be interesting maybe if we partnered up with some companies <laughs> in our industry and create some makeup colors with elf beauty would you like to hear what i came up with kirby
0: uh, uh, i think you and i creating makeup is an interesting concept so yes i
1: would love to well hear you know we're both fans of kiss i think that gives us uh, some qualifications <laughs> all right so if we did a a uh, eyeshadow color for asi I'm suggesting it's called Roller Skate Rouge because their logo reminds me of a roller skate. Okay. I like that. That's fun. PPAI would be Promo Periwinkle. (laughs) Okay. Um, Common skew would be Skewbot Sky because when you use Common Skew, the sky's the limit. Love it. Uh, American Solutions for Business. Integrity Independence Blue. Okay.
0: Okay. So sort
1: of- Are you with me so far? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Halo. Uh, would be Sapphire Simon for Mark Simon. Okay, okay, I dig it. Geiger would be Lobster Lance because they have a little red in there and they're in Maine and Joanne Lance is their CEO. Okay,
0: okay, that took me a minute, but I got there.
1: For for Hasselman Marketing, Mm -hmm. Consistent Content Blue. Okay, <laughs> lots of blues in our industry. Lots of every, it was amazing when I yeah. did this. Something, I no greens or anything like that. Yeah. And then for brand of eight, I picked bold, bold and brave blue. Okay, just for, I like it yeah, no. Well, and you've got the you've got the bold and brave, bold and brave yeah. situation. Situation. All right. Love it. Do we have time? Do we have time for one more topic, or we go to the game? Let's let's go to the game. Let's do it. Go to the game. All right. So I know you're a huge fan of superhero movies.
0: Oh, okay. I was wondering where those nicknames were going to go. Yeah, yeah, usually, I, I that's the foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, of the so, game. Yeah.
1: so you're a big fan of the superhero movies. I, I do. don't know if you have HBO Max. Um, I so don't. they have just released a four-hour version of Justice League, Z- the Zack uh, Snyder Z- cut. The Zack Snyder cut, and yeah. it got me to thinking. A lot of characters have played a lot of super, or a lot of actors, excuse me, have played a lot of superheroes and villains. Okay. And I want your take, who did it best, Kirby? Okay. So right. what we're going to do, this is who did it better, the DC Universe Hero and Villain Edition, okay? Okay, I'll do my best. So I'm going to give you the the uh, character name. I'm going to give you the actor or actresses that have played them. And you tell me which one did it the best for you. Who is the definitive superman for example okay okay Okay, i'll I'll do my best all right for superman let's start off with superman christopher reeve who did four movies in the late 70s all through the 80s -hmm. brandon ruth in superman returns in 2006 or henry cavill from man of steel batman versus superman and justice league
0: yeah, I actually didn't mind Henry Cavill as much as I think other people did. I I, I kind of liked him, to be honest with yeah. you. I'm going to go Christopher Reeve just
1: because I feel like he
0: was a signature guy and nobody yeah. has overtaken that spot.
1: I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. By the way, there are wrong answers. I have picked my <laughs> answers. There are absolutely wrong answers. Uh, I, I do like Henry Henry Cavill. I think yeah. he does a great job with it. But Christopher Reeve, to me, is that definitive Superman. And the other one it was totally uh, forgettable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Kirby. Lois Lane. Lois Lane, who is Superman, Clark Kent's Lady Love. Yep. Margot Kidder in those same four Superman movies that uh, Christopher Christopher Reeve was in. Terry Hatcher from the TV show Lois and Clark. Or Amy Adams from the later (sighs) Superman movies.
0: Wait, that's a good one. Uh, Because honestly, all three were really good. I actually, when I think of them, I... I'm going to go Amy Adams just because she's the most current. Um, And I think Amy Adams is an incredibly talented actress. So for what, but honestly, the other two, I actually like them both as well.
1: You are two for two, Kirby. Okay, cool. Correct answer. So far, you are doing very, very well. I'm feeling good. Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor, Superman's Hmm. arch nemesis, right? Yeah, Yeah, I already have my answer. Gene Hackman He played it in four movies From 1978 to 87 The same four movies We've talked about Kevin Spacey In Superman Returns In 2006 Okay Or Jesse Eisenberg In Batman versus Superman In Justice League Yeah
0: I'm, I I cannot uh, go with Mark Zuckerberg I am definitely going With Gene Hackman um, I, if, To me that was I literally You wouldn't have Had to give me The rest yeah. of them The moment you said it I said it's Gene Hackman Absolutely Yeah
1: I wanted to go With Kevin Spacey But since he Me Too'd himself And everybody else <laughs> Around him I can't do that I think gene hackman is the answer kirby you are three for three let me mark that down on the official all right wonder woman wonder woman linda carter who played her uh Mm. diana prince on the tv show from Mm. 1976 to 1978 or and i love saying this name gal gadot (laughs) from the um uh movies of late gal gadot or linda carter so again, this is another one where I think they got it
0: right both times. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Linda Carter was great. And I think this will be the one that people will disagree with me on, but I really like Gal Gadot. I, I think she was born to play Wonder Woman. I
1: she, She's perfect. You are four for four, Kirby. <laughs> that is the correct answer. That is absolutely the correct answer. All right, let's move on. Let's go okay. to Batman, the whole Batman universe, okay. which be Batman the tends one. to be my favorite superhero yep. of all time. Uh, let's start with some of the villains, okay? okay. Penguin. Penguin. Okay. Burgess Meredith from the TV show. Okay. Or Danny DeVito from Batman Returns.
0: <sighs> yeah. That honestly, this one's hard. Um, because I actually don't think either of them <laughs> I think the uh the show Gotham, and I don't know the actor's name who played the penguin. Yeah, I actually liked him
1: better than either of those because I love the whole backstory and building up to I it. I so. skipped Gotham because I never really got into it. So yeah. it just I was un unpre- I'm not I yeah. couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah, I thought Danny DeVito was weird. In, okay. the, in the Batman movies. Uh, okay. Burgess Meredith, I guess. If you're giving me those two, okay. I'll take Burgess. Um, but I actually like the guy who played him in in the Gotham series. You are undefeated five for five.
1: <laughs> okay. Riddler, Riddler, Riddler. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have Frank Gorshin from the Batman TV show. We have John Astin who played the Riddler for one year in the Batman TV show. Or Jim Carrey from Batman Forever.
0: Yeah, I, I so this one's a tough one for me too. I, I, I'm going to go Jim Carrey. Um, okay. but right. I can six be for six. Yeah, I could be convinced on those but I thought he was just over the top dynamic on that one. I thought it was funny. As
1: a kid though, I loved Frank Gorshin as the Riddler when I yep. used to watch the old Batman reruns. He was amazing. John Aston was terrible if you ask me, but <laughs> um he needed to be, you know, on the Adams family. That's where he belonged. But <laughs> right. um Frank Gorshin was an amazing Riddler. Just yep. anyway. All right, this 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 now we're getting into the little tougher ones, currently. Okay, cool. Catwoman. Okay. I'm going to bunch three of them together for the Batman TV show. So it'd be Eartha Kit, Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather. They each played one season as mm-hmm. Catwoman. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman mm-hmm. Returns. Yeah. Halle Berry in the Catwoman movie or mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway from The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I'm
0: going Halle Berry. Um, okay. I, again, I, a lot of really good. I could have easily gone Michelle Pfeiffer. She was amazing. And I actually, I thought Anne Hathaway was kind of delightful, but Halle Berry, honestly, when I, th- it, it really comes down to who do I think of when I, when you say
1: it, and I, Halle Berry is amazing. I, I think you're, you're wrong. Okay. Uh, you first one you got wrong. Um, I went Anne Hathaway. I thought she was the really elegance good. and the elegance and grace she played that character with was fantastic. Uh, Selena Kyle and Dark Knight Rises. I also thought, man, I had such a, such a crush on, on Lee Meriwether as a kid, uh, as, as Catwoman. Yeah. Uh, so, but we're going with Anne Hathaway. All right, Robin, <laughs> Robin the Boy Blunder. Okay. <clears throat> Burt Ward from the TV show, Chris O'Donnell from Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, or Joseph Gordon-Levitt from The Dark Knight Rises.
0: So the challenge with it, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is I think had they made a movie of him being Robin, he'd be in it. And, and I think mm-hmm. he's a tremendous actor. I Like, I love yep. almost all the stuff he's in. And I liked him in that movie, right? Yes. Um, But the answer is Chris O'Donnell, just because he actually got to play the character. And again, this has to do with like, when you talk about the original Batman series, Mm -hmm. like, like, it's a little before my time. So I wasn't religious about watching that. And so for me, when I think of when you say Robin, I think Chris
1: O'Donnell. It was before my time too, but when I got home, I mean, it was 10 years, I mean, it was. Right. I, I don't think I started watching it until 10 years after it aired, yeah. but it was one of those religious things after I got home from school, I'd watched an hour totally. of Batman. So totally. um, I went with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It is a stretch. I did it's... not like you know, I did not like Chris O'Donnell. I don't like nipples on my Batman costume. So that, that <laughs> I'm not sure right he there. did the actual costume design, but okay. Are you going to force me to do this as the cover for the thing of the, <laughs> the picture of Robin's nipples? I... <laughs> Why that's that's weird. All right uh three more three more. Alfred Pennyworth who is uh Bruce Wayne's loyal <laughs> Butler. yeah Alfred Pennyworth yep A- Alan Napier from the TV show yep Michael Gough from uh, the 80s and 90s to, uh, Batman movies. Michael Kane from the uh, Christian Bale Batman movies. Yep. And then Jeremy Irons, who's the most recent one, Batman versus Superman in Justice League. Who is your Alfred Pennyworth? To me, this is easy, Michael Caine. Um, I thought he was terrific
0: in those. Yeah. Um, it was like the one of those where you, as soon as you heard he was playing it, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Whereas like, I thought Jeremy Irons did fine. <laughs> it was yep. a different role. And yeah. he's such a good actor; it would work. But uh, like when I heard, "Oh, Michael Caine's playing," I'm like, "Yeah, that makes sense."
1: And Michael so. Caine was the quintessential perfect Alfred, uh, yeah. especially given the intensity of the Batman character in in those movies. Um, I thought he was great. I always, I did like uh, Michael Go in in the uh, the four Batman movies from the '80s and '90s, though. He yeah. was pretty good. All right, he was. <clears throat> You're doing great. You've only missed two, two more. Batman. This is the tough one.
0: This is going to be the one that everybody disagrees right. with me
1: on. Adam West from the TV show. Yep. Michael Keaton from mm. Batman and Batman Returns, Val Kilmer from Batman Forever, George Clooney from Batman and Robin, Christian Bale from the three movies from 2005 to 2012, or Ben Affleck from Batman versus Superman and Justice League. Okay, so there's two answers. I'll
0: nope. give you my, no no, I'll give you my definitive okay. answer, but there are two yep. answers that because most of them are no, right? Okay. Like not George Clooney, not Val Kilmer, not right. whoever else you mentioned there. Okay. Um, <laughs> no chance. It's Michael Keaton or mm-hmm. it's Christian Bale. Okay. okay. I go Christian Bale. I, and and part, like I loved Michael Keaton because he brought a, a almost like a snarky sense of humor to it, which I thought was cool and he was quirky. Um, so I really, I liked him more when they cast him. I don't know if you remember this. I remember people oh, going, yeah. what? People went Michael nuts. Keaton? And he was great, <clears throat> yeah. but I'm going Christian Bale. I, I
1: just loved that series of three movies, and I thought he killed it in it. So I, I'm getting a little upset because you're agreeing with a lot of things I want to say. <laughs> so I, I don't like this. Um, I agree. Michael Keaton was a great Batman because yes. he had that little bit of snark. And when he said, I'm Batman, you actually believed he was. Yeah. Um, he was a little dark, a little tortured. Um, but I you cannot beat the Christian Bale Batman. Yeah. He brought such a rage and intensity and anger to that role that I always, you know, if you really look at Batman, that's a character study in, in, in psychotic behavior. Yeah. and he brought that to life. Yeah. Um, it really was. Well. physicality I and physicality. Yeah. Like he was he he was into it from yeah. a, like the action and all of it. It yeah. was great. I, I have to say, I don't hate the Ben Affleck Batman. He's pretty oh. good. Yeah, I don't mind him. Well, a lot but, of people don't. But, but.
0: Val Kilmer and um, and George Clooney, who yeah. I thought I would like, and I like both of them as
1: actors, but I, they were bad. Well, those movies were so bad, they're yeah. unwatchable. All right, last one, Kirby. Joker, Joker, Joker. Cesar Romero from the Batman TV show. Jack Nicholson from the Batman 1989 movie. Heath Ledger from The Dark Knight. Jared Leto, sorry, Jared Leto from Suicide Squad. Or Joaquin Phoenix from Joker.
0: Ooh, I, I hadn't thought about Phoenix. Um, it, there's some really great actors who have played Joker. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the that's the. But mine in, is including Cecil
1: <clears throat> Romero, who uh, he would he refused to shave off his mustache, so they just put white makeup over his mustache. It's the yeah. most ridiculous, campy thing in yeah. the in the world. But go ahead. Okay,
0: so the other okay back to the Gotham series, and I'm, that's mm-hmm. not the answer, but nope. the kid because they gave yeah. like the character study of how he became in the gotham mm-hmm. universe he was great um but the answer to me is heath ledger um yeah. i thought he and jack nicholson's amazing and, and joaquin phoenix was great uh but heath ledger was yeah so, and again it went so well with that series of movies it was so yeah. intense it was so murderous it was so uh
1: yeah. amazing so to me it's heath ledger i i happen to agree with you uh you know i he brought a certain, you know, both Batman and Joker, and I'm not like a huge comic book guy, but they're really almost the same person. They have the same type of psychosis going on. Um, so it's a very interesting character study. I think Keith Ledger, you know, unfortunately passed away uh, pretty soon after that was released or actually, yeah, it was already released. He was filming something else. Uh, what a tremendous performance. And, and uh, you know, there are many flawed superhero movies The Dark Knight may be the best of them all, and I love all the Marvel movies too, but The Dark Knight may be the best one of them all from start to finish. But you know what else is great from start to finish, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be scrolling through the Promo Pulse app every single day. When you get up, don't go to the bathroom first. You lay there and you hold (laughs) it. You scroll through that Promo Pulse app because that's where you're gonna get your ideas, inspiration, information. We talk about it's convenient, it's free to use. It's got that personalized experience just for you. You get the daily pulse email um, and that's great ideas for your clients every single morning. We talked about the Alexa enabled app. You can contact suppliers with one quick click and get the weekly wrap up emails. And now that distributor companies can have their own private groups within the Promo Pulse app and get an embeddable web feed of content for their preferred suppliers. That's just amazing, amazing Super stuff cool. for your clients. You talk about adding value for your clients. This is how you do it. And you know how you do that? Free. You download the app. You go to your local app store and you say, give me that app for free. And they're going to say, all right, no problem. That's no charge.
0: (laughs) So head over to,
1: that's right. Head over to your local app store, download it, but also check out promopulse.io slash promopulse groups to learn more about those private groups within the app. Great, great stuff, Kirby. You killed it on the game. It was a good time. And I hope you have a great weekend coming up.